0: You're listening to The Worship Review, a podcast which evaluates contemporary Christian music for the good of the church to the glory of God. This podcast is for
1: the whole church to encourage thoughtful engagement with the words, emotions, and ideas in our music. We hope you enjoy this week's episode.
0: Ho, ho, ho! Jingle bells, jingle bells. And already the
1: Advent police <laughs> have issued us a ticket.
0: Are we or are we the Advent Police? No, That's the question. No. Who's the Advent police? The
1: Advent Police are I so uh, just to give a shout out, I know he's listened to at least a couple of our episodes, there's this guy on Twitter named the Odd Deacon. Oh yeah. He's okay. had some good tweets lately about the Advent police.
0: So are these people who refuse these to say are, Christmas and they yeah, only these say these are Advent?
1: people who are like, no, we must we must anticipate like, this is not a season of joy. We must be sad. Oh. And, you know, the Advent, you know, we, it's not Christmas yet. It's Advent. Okay.
0: And I think know, the Advent police should form their own little place and go and be unhappy together. Right. And then the rest of us can get together and uh, celebrate the Advent of Christ. Um.
1: <laughs> All right, Tyler, let's uh, get to the business of this podcast. What do we do on this podcast? We evaluate the songs that are sung in churches, but we're doing a little sideshow right now. We're going to come back to the songs that are sung in churches, and we're going to do some Christmas songs, Advent songs, season songs, holiday songs (laughs) that are sung, sometimes in churches, certainly sung by big Christians. I found, so um, these are songs, by the way, that are all in the top 20 of the CCLI Christmas theme. Okay. So these are Christmas songs that are sung in churches.
0: Okay. So these are not merely, it's not um, all I want for Christmas is you. No. It's these are Christmas songs that people are actually singing in their churches. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so we're going to evaluate these songs with not a lot of rhyme or reason to it. We just summarize the song. We go through the lyrics. We give a summary. We give a rating out of five. It'll be fun.
0: Yes, I like to think there's reason, if not rhyme.
1: This song that we're doing this week is "Noel," which is by Chris Tomlin, they say, but Lauren Daigle is the one that's singing the song.
0: She's doing the singing, all of it. I didn't, I didn't even see Chris Tomlin. He may have been yeah. on the piano, but I didn't. Could be. I didn't see him in the music video. And you
1: say she's doing all the singing, but there's definitely a computer doing some singing too. So we'll get to that.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. There's uh stringed instruments, uh piano that's quite prominent. Mm-hmm. And uh, this came out the same year as her debut album. So it seems like this was the beginning of a very successful career for yeah. Lauren Daigle. A, I don't
1: know, a year before this, she was probably totally unknown
0: maybe she was doing a podcast on maybe. Uh, worship music point. <laughs> maybe
1: time. it is the road you know, it is <laughs> the first step on the road to success
0: tyler okay good to know so tyler what is this song Noël about it's about the birth of christ and what it signifies okay to put it simply
1: you know i was reflecting with this song what what on earth does this mean
0: you know what does Noel mean? Yes, I have a whole shtick.
1: Okay, do you well, have a shtick you, too? Well, I had a little bit because I, I mean, I encountered it. So I, I did a few years of French and I encountered it there. But even then, that doesn't tell me what they never said. Like, this is what Noel really means. And here's the etymology of it. They're just like, it means Christmas. Right. So what, what is it?
0: Okay. So it comes if we can go back to classical Latin. I don't know, Colin, how much Latin you have to deal with on, in your daily life. Uh, what is it that you do again? ah circus performer okay well in classical latin uh the word that later becomes noel is natalis which is yeah, okay birth yeah. and it in vulgar latin becomes notalis and then in old french becomes noel uh. and so now of course modern french has noel for christmas of course um, and then a lot of young people's names in the U.S. are now this thing as well, um, originally just meaning birth, so advent of Christ, his birth, um, or really um, Natalis Dies Domini, the birthday of the Lord, specifically. Um, that's all it means. It just means birth. It just means birth, okay. birthday. Yeah. So that's what the song title Means.
1: All right, let's go into the words, shall we? Words. Love incarnate, love divine. Star and angels gave the sign. Bow to babe on bended knee. The savior of humanity. Unto us a child is born, he shall reign forevermore. Love incarnate, love divine, star and angels gave the sign. Bow to babe on bended knee, the savior of humanity. Unto us a child is born, he shall reign forevermore.
0: Okay, so first of all, poetically, a lot of nice things happening here. We have some alliteration right bow to babe on bended knee, love incarnate, love divine. I don't know how intentional that was, but I think it just comes across in a very well packaged way, I guess, so love is incarnate, that is it is en fleshed from karn a root meaning flesh um love made flesh, love divine so. Love that is of God. Mm-hmm. Um, star and angels gave the sign. This is interesting. In Matthew 2, we can read about this star that led the wise men to Christ's uh, birthplace. And also we can read in Luke 2 yeah. about the angels. Right. So we have these um, heavenly, in both senses of heavenly, messengers bearing truth about the birth. Uh, one is a star, and the other one is, of course, um, Angels. Bow I think this is an imperative. Bow. It's it's saying you are commanded to bow yeah, I to babe. So. On bended knee. Now, of course, in my opinion, there's a bit of redundance of bowing on bended knee. I don't know how else you can bow unless you keep stiff legs in your
1: bowing. Presumably they're also just saying unbended knee because it's a kind of trope okay. in popular music. The idea of being unbended knee.
0: Okay. Well, okay, fair enough. Uh, Although normally You could just that's... say genuflect, right? Well, but... you could. <laughs> I suppose one could say that. Which comes from genu meaning knee, uh, but also related to genes and things like that. Um, Flect meaning bend, right? So genuflect just means to bend the knee. I was been thinking about his Latin roots today. <laughs> and so we bow to this babe... Babe is a kind of archaic word now for what it's being used for here. Yeah. And and it it seems like you only get away with this in Christmas music. Sure. I don't see babe ever used to mean child anymore. It's typically just a kind of, (laughs) babe is a term of endearment in English. Now it's, it really is no longer meaning a child, but of course we bow to a child that this specific child, Christ on bended knee redundant, but Colin's going to let it get away. Um, the savior of humanity, so this this child, perplexingly is the savior of all mankind, is it? okay <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> And this has been the controversial review well, um, so that depends on your um, interpretation of. Who is included in the act of salvation? So, yeah. if it's Christ's people, if it's His flock, if it's a specific, um, we would say either limited or particular. In maybe mm-hmm. Reformed circles, mm-hmm. uh, people that is saved, um, they would. I don't think they would say the savior of all mankind in the no. sense of like the one who is saving all of mankind. No, um, even. So, uh there are passages that describe him as um savior of um the world. Yeah. In a in a kind of neutral sense. So, uh John 3:16, right? This yeah. is the big famous one for God so loved the world yeah. that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So, um that's why I said it's controversial because right. people are going to like get up in arms about how you interpret that.
1: And I see two ambiguities here. So yeah, the one is who does the atonement apply to? But then the other is in the song, which is what does humanity actually mean here? Oh. Does humanity mean the savior of all humans or does it mean something like the human species? Right, in the right? same way
0: that Adam fell and has exactly. cursed humanity with an right. inherited sin christ right. has redeemed humanity right.
1: so we could say that even if god so say you took a limited or particular atonement position and you say okay well god doesn't necessarily save every human but in saving some humans he in essence saves humanity right he and he even kind of makes a new humanity in a sense that he redeems humanity by resolving the problem of sin right. right so there's so i do think this is a bit ambiguous and am, i do think this is ambiguous but it need not be problematic mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. but it's not automatic and i do think it could be misleading sure it could be misleading
0: sure Sure. It's also curious that um this inherited sin, sometimes sometimes called original sin, that all men uh inherit from Adam, Christ is born without. Right? So he um interestingly is both the savior of humanity and the the perfect man at the same time. Um unto us a child is born to, to move on if yeah. I if I may. Is obviously a reference to Isaiah chapter 9, mm-hmm. verse 6 For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Uh, he, going back to the song, the text of the song, he shall reign forevermore. So we have this child coming into the world. He is a savior. He is humanity's savior, Mm -hmm. and he will reign forevermore.
1: Yeah. I like it. Yeah, same. All right, so then we have the chorus. No! noel noel come and see what god has done noel noel the story of amazing love the light of the world given for us noel tyler
0: i like this i like that we have the birth of christ which has been referenced in the first verse described here as a spectacle, as a visible testimony of God's love, right? Come and see what God has done, the story of amazing love, the light of the world given for us. Jesus describes himself as the light of the world. Interestingly, he also calls his followers the light of the world too, but he declares himself to be the light of the world. And I thought this past participle adjective here, given, was interesting because it has multiple meanings. He's given in the sense that he is incarnate now. He's been given to us. But he will also be given up as a sacrifice. And um, even during the Lord's Supper uh, and during communion, people say, this is my body, um, either broken for you or given mm-hmm. for you as well. So um, he is given for us in many different senses mm-hmm. as, uh, as a Savior, as an atoning sacrifice, and as spiritual food. Um, this Noel, Noel thing, I, we've seen now a couple of times recently where songs will have something in another language and it seems to be for flair. I mean, every, I don't actually, I almost said everyone knows Noel means Christmas. I don't know if that's true. I think yeah. if you sing the first Noel, for example, which I argue this song is, in, is borrowing from, okay. but I'll make that point later. Um, do people generally know when they're singing Noel, 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 Noel? Are they thinking, oh yeah, Christmas, 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 or birth, 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 birth? I don't think so. I think it just is a word, kind of like babe, that you uh, uh, affiliate with Christmas time. I well, I have a listener email me pretty regularly, and I remember last Christmas, one thing he said was when he was a child, he thought it was no n o l l because he didn't see it written out. It was yeah. just no l no l no l no l. I had
1: no idea what it meant. Yeah, until I took French.
0: No clue. <laughs> that is one of the fun things about learning another language though because then you think, "Oh, every once in a while there's something right. that becomes immediately obvious."
1: Like Well, for me it was zut. Zut. Yeah. What is this? It's like a French expression of amazement. Okay. Zut Wow.
0: Yeah. Très bien. I remember learning Gesundheit meant health in German. Yeah. At one point <laughs> I thought, "Oh, so that's why people say Gesundheit when right. you sneeze." Um so i argue that this is really a melodic and even potentially textual reference to the first noel song okay. because we have this slow exaggerated repetition of noel it crescendos ascending even in pitch
1: and it repeats
0: it repeats it it ascends it crescendos into this climax and then gradually eases off in the chorus mm. and that's exactly what happens in the first noel I think this song is doing something similar. It may be just a, a shout out. Maybe it's not. Maybe they just happen to be using this word and repeating it twice and crescendoing in that way. But I think Christmas songs and Christmas albums are very calculated in the way that hmm. they are
1: put together. So hmm. I would guess, Tyler, that your instincts are correct and it was probably on purpose. Maybe. Hmm. All right. So we get into the final set of text here. Sort of Son of God and Son of Man, there before the world began, born to suffer, born to save, born to raise us from the grave. Christ the everlasting Lord, he shall reign forevermore.
0: Okay, now this is a verse where I don't think we can say, oh, it just happens to be similar to Hark the Herald Angels sing. (laughs) I mean, remember Hark the Heralds, right? Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Um, Also, we have the phrase Christ, the everlasting Lord repeated here verbatim from that song. So I think here it really is saying um, shout out just so you know, this is a Christmas song.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think if if Hark the Herald was still in copyright territory, I think their lawyers would have a case with this song
0: syllabically this is exactly the yeah. right template for hark the herald yeah. right son of god and son of man yeah. there before the world began born to suffer born to save born to raise us from the grave yeah. it's almost this is just a hypothesis maybe even some kind of wild theory it's almost as if someone were writing additional verses to that song yeah. and then realized well we better put it to different music
1: i have to wonder if that's actually what happened tyler hmm. because chris tomlin has done that with other Christian songs, right? Amazing Grace.
0: Well, he did that with Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. Even writing another verse, right? The earth shall soon dissolve like snow. Joy to the world.
1: Yeah, so Chris Tomlin did this also with the song Joy to the World, and he added a chorus to it. So maybe he was going to do some extra bits on Hark the Herald, and for whatever reason just decided to go ahead and do this. Or maybe he was going to do Hark the Herald and was also going to do what was the other song you referenced? Um, Noel. First Noel. Yes. And then he just mushed them together into this song. Who knows?
0: I like this Son of God and Son of Man where we have this one person and two natures
1: yeah. aspect of Christ's humanity. Yep, which we already talked about Like, and here we've got it really clear. Yeah. Really clear. Yes. Right here. And yep. we've also got the cross, which is again, I mean, purists, I don't know what a purist would think because, of course, Christmas, you know, is all about the incarnation. But there are often in evangelical renditions or reimaginations of traditional Christmas songs about the incarnation, often verses will be added to speak of what's going to happen to Christ. I like that. I, I, again, there may be some purists out there that don't like that. So I thought this was a nice innovation in this song, a way to look forward to what's going to happen and add some really nice theology. Yeah, some some stuff here about the hypostatic union, the mm-hmm. fact that Christ is both fully God and fully man, and um, our, our representative, our, like a second Adam, son of man, uh, not created, uh, co-eternal with God, so we have there before the world began. I mean, these are kind of creedal statements here. Yeah,
0: this reminded me of Colossians chapter 1, this there before the world began. Verse 16, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Right, so he is not only existing before the world began, but is the one by whom it's all created. Yeah. And for whom. It's all created. It's also amazing. Well, maybe amazing is too strong of a word, but it's impressive that the um, born tos kind of crescendo and are logically ordered. So they, they kind of increase in thematic content. Yes, he suffers, but yes, he saves, and yes, he even raises us yeah. from the grave. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost sounds trite to say it that way, but um, th- they these are... The repetition here builds in a very nice way.
1: Yeah, there's a chronology to it too, because of course Christ suffered on the cross. Yes. Uh, and then saves us from our sins, and then we are going to be born again. Yes. Or we're going to be raised from, from death, right? We will not die the second death.
0: And Christ is reigning forevermore at the kind of conclusion yeah. of this verse. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, really, really yeah. nicely written. Beautiful words there, uh, Tyler. That's all the words that we've got. Let's do some concluding thoughts, shall we?
0: Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a very beautiful song, and it borrows from other stuff pretty clearly. But I don't think it's doing it in a way that is cumbersome. It seems no. to be just um, paying homage to stuff yeah. that came before it.
1: I think this song would have been nearly perfect if it wouldn't have had that odd bit about humanity, which just takes some extra work to think through. Otherwise, I think this is a really strong song.
0: Yeah. I agree. Simple and strong. I agree. And personally, the savior of humanity doesn't bother me as no, much. But... No,
1: of course not. But my point is, we obviously had to We do a it little takes bit some of dancing. Thinking. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Tyler, what did you write the song?
0: I give it five out of five, Sean's. Shans. Sean's. Shans. Like the name S E A N. S
1: E A N. Of-
0: <laughs> do you hear that?
1: Yeah. Sure
0: so um
1: <laughs> i actually okay that's funny i if, actually had to go back and listen to that too so that's really yeah. okay
0: so if you're not primed by knowing what the lyric is and you just hear the word shan of god same
1: with sign she says sign really weird and
0: i think it's i think it's a mode of singing that a lot yeah. of christian Correct. singers adopt where "Suz" becomes "Shuz." yeah um, I remember when we did a, a Lauren Daigle song a while ago, it was a more jazzy song. She was doing this all over the place.
1: Yeah. And she doesn't speak that way. It's, a, it's an affectation and yes. it's not just her. We're not picking on her. Nope. You're right. Like this is a, like, it's just a way of singing song.
0: Yeah. Sean Connery singing.
1: Yeah. I don't know why it's
0: become a thing. I don't know either. Um, William LeBove was an American linguist and uh, he would not tell people the word that he was playing for them, and then he would tell them, um, he would ask them to tell him what the word was. And so he's got this lady, um, this famous recording, and I think this was aired on 60 Minutes where they're interviewing Lebov. In these experiments, we played first of all an individual word. Black. And then people had to write down what they thought they heard. So you can do that yourself. What do you hear? Black. And then in another series they heard, Living on one black. (laughs) now what do you hear block well you change your mind and f- old senior citizens living on one black this person is saying the word block the way they say black so we can the shift this in this one vowel seems to have a domino effect on the other four vowels and they all change too the result can be serious misunderstandings so that's what this made me think of or she's she's saying sean If you hear it isolated, it sounds like Sean, but if you hear it in context, you can infer from all the clues, including the fact that this is a contemporary worship song, that she sang sons. Colin, what'd you give it?
1: I gave it four out of five unnecessary audiences because uh, briefly in the music video, so it's like a performance video where they're all on stage and stuff. And briefly in the video, you, you see that on the side of the stage, they've got like a monitor which is showing the words of the song to an audience. But we never see the audience. And then I was thinking, like, well, why did they have them? Like, wh- like what was the circumstance for making this video? Like, did, was it just a live concert? And then they just recorded it and made it part of the video. But it, but like the microphone that she was using and stuff wouldn't be one you'd typically use at a at a live music. So anyway, I was just like trying. I, I, I'm just puzzled. So there, there clearly was an audience, I guess. But they were unnecessary because they never show up in the video. So that I almost dusted off I didn't know whether it was against the rules to dust off old ratings because I also thought about doing it 4 out of 5 formants again. Oh. Because on that chorus, that first line of the chorus, that first Noel Noel, the mm. auto-tune is overpowering. Like, mm. like it, it, it her voice goes really digital. there you can hear the autotune kicked in it, it doesn't necessarily mean that she originally sung it off key but it does mean that for whatever reason they the were like no yeah we want this to be exactly on whatever the note is and you can just you can hear it mm. really strong
0: interesting yeah yeah you can usually tell that because there's some some very small amount of Tremolo in most people's yeah, voices, where that's the not pitch there. just kind of maybe yeah. even, maybe it's just half a yeah. cent, right? Really, really tiny modulations in someone's yeah. sing voice, and if it's if you don't have that, if it's just right. be like yeah. totally right. straight, and even you can hear it in that, um, then it sounds like a uh, robot.
1: Well, this has been a, another episode of the Music Mastering Review and Mixing. We thank you very much for listening. Uh, we're going to do Christmas time music for the next few weeks, and then we'll go back into our series on just top songs that are being sung in the Christian church. We'll finish that up eventually after about 20 episodes or so.
0: Yeah, have a holly jolly Monday.
1: Have a holly jolly Monday. Go to our website, theworshipreview.com. Follow us on Twitter. Send us a nice email. Send us a Christmas card. Send your Christmas cards to the Worship Review.
0: We need a post office box, don't we?
1: Yeah, I guess we do. And, uh, you know, you can also send the gift that everybody loves at Christmas, too. Love? Yes.
0: Socks? Sweaters?
1: Cash. Uh, Ah.